0: here in Denver. And today I'm taking over the podcast as host, and I'm going to be interviewing the fabulous Valerie Morris, the host of this podcast. And today we're going to be talking about how she herself is a marketing guru, has many wins and um, things that she's doing with clients. And we're going to be talking about the results. And I just want to welcome Valerie onto her own podcast. Hi, Valerie.
1: <laughs> oh, thank you. And thanks for uh, pushing me to do this. It's not every day you get to get interviewed and the roles reverse like this.
0: Mm-hmm. This is going to be a very fun podcast. I love it. So, we've been friends for years, um, specifically always talking about the digital um, marketing aspects, content creation, and things. And I know that you've been working a lot more with
1: authors recently.
0: So, I want to kind of dive into what that looks like and where you've been going.
1: Yeah. You know, it's interesting. So I first launched my own book in 2019 and that book hit bestseller in nine plus categories. I'd have to look back at my stats. It was at least nine and then 11 categories as hot new release. And, um, those are just the ones that I know of. Like, I, you have to kind of like go dig to see if there's others, Mm -hmm. but Um, that's, that's what I know of. And then ever since then, it just became kind of, I called it my side hustle for a long time, um, because it feels like it's, it's its own animal to do this, you know, book marketing, book launching type of work. It comes up and it's a very specialized knowledge set, if you will. But there was so much that I applied from the work that I do day in and day out in my content marketing agency that I applied to this book launch. And there's so much more that goes into putting a, a book out into the world that most people kind of forget about. You know, they're so focused on just finishing the manuscript and they think that they, as soon as it's done, that the world has to know about it and they don't put a lot of forethought into actually putting a plan together around the launch so that it can be as strategic as possible. Um, And so, yeah, I've just, I observed a lot. I, I joined launch teams. I stalked other authors. I did all the research I could to figure out how to make my launch as, as successful as possible. And then I've been applying similar principles and obviously tweaking it as you go, because you know, the marketing space changes all the time, but you know, it's so much more than just writing a book, you know, a book can be part of your big picture marketing strategy. It also requires its own strategy to get it out to the world in a, in an efficient and successful way. So yeah, it's, it's been kind of a side hustle, but it also has a lot of like direct ties to everything that I'm doing day in and day out. So it's been a fun, it's been a fun evolution. Yeah,
0: this, it, a book is an animal, right? It's a beast
1: <laughs> Yes. and I
0: just have to stop and say nine categories that, you know, of. I mean, this is major and I love that you have experienced this for yourself. So then one, you can come out and guide other people through this process yep. as well, because there's a lot to think about even before you start the book itself. So like, let's, let's even, are there strategies that you can share with others if they're just, you know, the, the ideas in their head and maybe they are starting to work through a, an outline. If you had somebody in front of you right now, where would you start talking and kind of adding some structure to what that looks like and how to well, do I think, it successfully?
1: Yeah, I think one of the biggest things, and I'll just say, I'm, I don't always take this piece of advice while well myself is some of the best marketing you do comes when you are writing the book itself. So you are, and obviously if you, if you take like five years to launch a book, like your audience is going to get a little drawn out from it, but um, maybe you start halfway through a manuscript um, and you start showing on social media, for example, or to your email list, you start showing some behind the scenes pictures of you, where you're writing or what chapter you're currently working on. You start showing people some of the process and you, in in a sense, you're starting to tease out to people that you have this project in the works. Um, and so if you take people along for the ride, as long as the ride doesn't drag out too terribly yeah. long, um, <laughs> they're willing to stick around and they're willing to okay. kind of check in. And so that's one thing that a lot of people don't do. And I didn't do it with my first book, but I'm thinking about doing it here, uh, with a second book idea that I've got is taking Creating people along curiosity. for the ride city. Mm-hmm. Yeah. and, and, And just keeping note of like, who's paying attention in that journey, because those are going to be some engaged people that you can kind of tap into when the book is live. So, you know, bringing people along for the ride, it's, it's, I get it. writing a book is usually, um, depending upon the subject matter, it's often a very personal type of, of work. And it's a very scary thing. A lot of people have a lot of imposter syndrome around like, who am I to think that I could write a book? And so, you know, I get it, um, but, you know, also getting it out there forces you to actually finish the book. You know, you've got that accountability of, hey, I told the world I was starting to write this book and you'll be surprised. You'll have a lot of people asking you like, hey, how's it going? Um, You'll be surprised at how many people are paying attention to some of these things that you're working on.
0: I love that. Yeah. Because then all of a sudden you get these extra cheerleaders that you didn't know were there. And they're coming alongside of you.
1: That's great. Well, and it's interesting, like with my book, I actually got a speaking gig for a few weeks after my book was going live. But um, I got that speaking gig locked in before my book even came out. This person had never read my book. (laughs) They just, the mere fact that I was writing a book on a certain subject uh, was enough credibility for them to say, Okay. Like you've got a couple examples of you speaking, you're clearly a decent public speaker. You've got this book. So clearly you've got, you know, the credentials to be a speaker at our conference. And yeah, it was really fun to get that locked in. And then I've gotten other speaking gigs as a result of the book after it's come out, but that was a fun one of just like, whoa, I don't even have the book finished and I'm already getting some results from it. That's awesome.
0: Okay. So we're talking a little bit about what you can do along with the, during the writing process. Is there anything else before you get to the, you know, the finishing point that you want to comment on that, you know, is a strategy?
1: Sure. Well, I'll just say like one of the biggest things that most people do and it really hurts them is they rush the the launch process. So they get really excited that they have a manuscript in hand. They've got their content. It's ready to do something with. The reality is the world has no idea that it's ready. You're the only one. And I know it's, you know, you're chomping at the bit to get it out to the mm-hmm. world, <laughs> but there's so much that goes into a successful book launch. There's so much that goes into a successful marketing strategy around a book. Um, there's so much that goes into just the technical aspects of getting a book live, whether you're doing independent publishing or not. I mean, if you work with a publisher, I was talking to a friend just last month and his book is technically not coming out for like another six months. I've heard some people with publishers it's up for pre-sale, and it's the book actually doesn't come out for a whole nother year. Um, and there's so much delay it. Yeah. And so the idea is, is just, you know, if you're doing all of it on your own, if you're going the independent publishing route, which is very doable in today's world, you don't necessarily need to try to rush the process and have your book available and public to the world in two weeks, you know, don't rush the process in terms of like, put put some marketing strategy behind it. Think through an appropriate timeline for things Set yourself reasonable timeline goals to be working towards so that you allow for quirky things to happen when you are uploading your files to Amazon KDP, or maybe your graphic designer drops the ball and you don't have a good book cover in place, or it takes longer to make the decisions on that. Um, There's so many things that can just slow the process down. And um, if you allow for some of that buffer, you'll do mm-hmm. much better. Um, and and then also just, you know, again, like the world doesn't know that this is out. So just take advantage of that. Don't, don't rush the process because if you are gonna go after bestseller, if you are gonna go after hot new release, if you are gonna try to meet certain sales goals, you wanna make sure you have your communication plan in mind because people are busy these days. So you send out a request one time for them to do something, you'll get a handful of people that will do it, but you hit somebody on a busy day, busy week, they might not circle back around to your request for another week or two. And by then it might be too late for you to help meet some of your goals.
0: Yeah. I love that you're talking about this in our other podcast that we had together, we were talking about margin and buffer and how it's so important um, for this. And it's Just the same, right? You're preparing for the launch. You want to have that buffer that's going to give you the time and space. And to get your advocates on board advocates. I I
1: love that word. I haven't used that, but I like
0: that. Mm -hmm. And so giving them time to respond. And especially like if you're launching it in summer, I mean, you have to think about the seasonality of things Mm -hmm. too, just with all the vacations and things that everybody's dying for. I I know this summer.
1: (laughs) Oh, for sure. Yeah. Pick a good day when you're like thinking about when you want to launch this, like, you know, is December 15th, (laughs) a good time to be launching a book? Probably not because people are not thinking, first of all, about buying your book. They're focused on buying holiday gifts. And second of all, they're not focused on helping somebody out. You know, they're focused on holiday parties and travel and wrapping presents and making snacks and all the things that happen around then. So yeah, that was one thing. I know like for my launch, I actually launched my book on my birthday Ooh. So it was this like easy thing of like, hey, my book is discounted today. Um, you want to give me a birthday gift? Like <laughs> go buy my book. <laughs> <That's a laughs> and um, it made for kind of a chaotic day because, you know, like on social media, you have all these people hanging you with happy birthday comments, but it also was a great day because I was able to play off of that algorithmic high that I was getting naturally from everyone commenting on things. So any of the posting that I did about my book actually got a lot of organic exposure. So think strategically, like, is there something you have coming up that you can kind of play off of? Yeah. That
0: tie-in that's a genius, you know, piggybacking.
1: Yeah. It felt a little weird. You know, I was like, Oh, you know, cause <laughs> any type of selling, I, I don't naturally lean into, but, um, you know, it was discounted so much. It was like, it was an easy thing for people to say yes to. Um, yeah. And I had it discounted just for launch day and then the price went back up. And so it was a very easy thing for people to say like, yeah, one or two bucks, I can, I can drop that for Valerie. you know. Mm-hmm. So that was an easy easy thing for people to buy my ebook.
0: Excellent. Okay, so we're talking about your book. Let's shift over to a client that you've had in, you know, as an author sure. and maybe a success that you've seen in that space as well.
1: Yeah. So I've, I actually just finished a book launch two weeks ago and that guy hit bestseller in, um, nine categories. No, he was in eight categories and best or number one new release in nine categories. Um, and his was in the, um, like parenting space. Okay. So it was interesting. Like mine was in the digital marketing space going up Mm -hmm. against certain, you know, competitive books, people like Seth Godin, you know, all that. He was potentially going up against things like, you know, what to expect when you're expecting type books Mm -hmm, that mm -hmm, mm -hmm. are just like, have so much history around them that to start ranking algorithmically, like it's a different challenge. Um, His was really fun because he had such an engaged, launch team, like his launch team was messaging back and forth, like, Hey, I'm trying to do this. It's not letting me. And so that told me like, Oh my gosh, like these people are actually doing what we're telling them to do. Mm -hmm. So, um, not everyone has that engaged launch team. So I think that really speaks to the power of relationship. Um, and just like, if you have a highly, you know, if you're just naturally building relationships with people in your daily life. Like they're going to come and support you with your launch. Um, a few years back, I also helped this one guy who was writing a kind of a memoir style book around like caregiving, uh, around cancer diagnoses. Um, and Mm. it was a second edition. So he had already previously launched and promoted the first edition. This was a slightly revised revision. Um, and so it, it added a, a, a new problem because he'd already tapped his network once, mm-hmm. you know, and what now he exact was saying,
0: matter. Mm-hmm.
1: yeah. And so, um, but because we followed like this methodical approach towards his launch, um, he was able to hit bestseller as well, um, with the new edition. And so and he also was able to get like a lot of great exposure ongoing because of the new boost that both editions now had. Oh. So that's one thing that like, you got to keep in mind um, what challenges you might be up against. You know, like for him, it was the second edition, you know, for, for this other guy, he had this limiting belief that, um, and, in question, I don't know how much he didn't believe in this, but he definitely questioned it first of like, well, do I just invite parents who are adoptive parents or foster parents? Because that's largely the audience of his book. And I said, no, I said, honestly, any parent could, any adult really could benefit from your book to understand the different children in their life that they may be interacting with that have gone through the trauma that most adoptive kids and foster kids are dealing with. So, um, it became this thing of kind of expanding the way we're thinking about who could help us support our our book launch.
0: Right, or even just the um, adult children who were adopted.
1: Oh, sure, yeah. Yeah, I mean, the reality is um, most subject matter is gonna, uh, people are gonna wanna support you as the author, Mm -hmm. um, even if they don't care a ton about what your book is about. Obviously you want people to read your book, but um a lot of people will read books that are not what they normally would go for simply because you wrote it you know so again it speaks back to the relationship building that you're doing day in and day out the the network that you've built around your subject matter um and just you know what what you're bringing to the table every day you know you can't just pop up out of nowhere and expect to launch a book and, and do well, you've got to be putting in the reps day in and day out with, with the network and relationships that you're building.
0: Yeah. Okay. So we naturally already touched on the difference between an independent versus like launching your, um, your book of, independently or through a publisher sure anything else that we like if somebody's at that point in the process where they're trying to decide on that (laughs) yeah (laughs) is there anything else that you know makes most sense to know about in in that decision process
1: well okay so that's honestly the biggest question that most people if they're just thinking about writing a book that's Mm -hmm. probably one of the first questions that they're experiencing in their mind um because sometimes all you want to do is pitch your book and you don't necessarily want to write the full thing before you get a publisher. Um, And so it's like, oh, do I put together a book proposal first Mm -hmm. before I write anything or do I actually start writing this book? Um, And so I remember kind of debating about that, doing a ton of research around it. And first of all, in today's world, it is incredibly doable to publish a book by yourself. You don't necessarily need the publisher like you did, um, you know, even 20, 25 years ago. I mean, it's not been that long um, that if you had the idea of writing a book, you did have to go through that traditional process of, you know, pitching your idea, pitching yeah. your book. They
0: so were really gatekeepers.
1: Yeah, they really yeah. were. They were. <laughs> and, and, you know, good, bad, and otherwise, like, it is what it is, right? Um In today's world, though, I mean, anybody could publish a book. Um, And if you know the right steps, or you know someone who knows the right steps who can help guide you, um, you can do it in a fairly efficient way, where it doesn't necessarily um, make you go bankrupt, you don't have to have you know, boxes upon boxes of books in your garage. Um, that's another thing. Like I have a grand total of, let's see if you can see it uh, right there. I have about eight <laughs> copies of my book on hand at any time. Um, mm-hmm. I don't keep, bo- you know, boxes and boxes of books uh, in my garage. Like you you would hear people talk about back in the day. <laughs> um, but it is a big question of like, do you do the traditional publisher route and try to get the book deal Um, do you go the independent publishing route and do it all yourself? Or do you do some sort of like hybrid, um, option, which there are some of those that kind of do a lot of the legwork for you, but you still own, you know, maintain a lot of ownership over the process. Um, and from what I've seen with like small business owners or, you know, corporate executives who are thinking about doing something like this, you know, the independent and the hybrid tend to be the preferred routes, because there's are smaller publishing houses that can come in and say, look, we'll do X, Y, Z and help you get this book out to the world. Um, and this is what we're going to take in, in return. Um, and then the independent route, essentially, you're putting up everything up front yourself as far as Costco to get, you know, your book edited, formatted, cover design, all of those things, get the book up on all the different sites, figure out all the logistics there but you do own maintain ownership hundred percent moving forward Mm -hmm. thing with publishers is they're going to want to cut in perpetuity. Mm -hmm. And, you know, they may put other restrictions around what you can and can't do with the manuscript. Um, there's just a little bit more red tape that you have to go through. And I think in the past people had this assumption that, Hey, if I get a publisher, like that's going to be my silver bullet. Like this book is going to like fly off the shelves. And yes, publishers help you with a lot of different logistics. They can definitely help you get a leg up if you're trying to achieve certain goals. But I've been surprised at how many people have a traditional book deal or a hybrid publishing deal that will come to me with questions around launching well, around marketing their book, um, around you know getting reviews and hitting bestseller and these are conversations that I maybe some publishers are having with their with their authors, but a lot of <laughs> apparently a lot of publishers are not. Um, and so they're expecting the author still to do a fair amount of that work themselves or have ownership over that. Um, even some of the larger names, um, you know, the publishers are are actively looking to see like how big is your audience, you know, in today's world, how big your email list is your social following like that all is a big factor as well as like how well you could write so Mm -hmm. they are evaluating you just as much as you are evaluating them so so definitely a lot to think through
0: yeah because it's not just a I'm releasing this to the publisher and I have you know expectations they're going to just do all do it at all for me it doesn't sound like that's the current um, no relationship or partnership that really comes out of um publishers. Yeah.
1: Well, and and in some ways rightly so, right? Because it, the, as the author, like you need to be the face of the brand, mm-hmm. you know. And so there's only so much that anybody whether they're, you know, contracted you for contracted with you for a specific piece of the puzzle or they're a publisher that's just handling, you know, the whole pie for you, there's only so much that they can do for you. When you are the face of that brand, you know, it's not like you have a big, you know, corporate logo you can hide behind. Um, It's similar to like being an artist, right? Like who you are as the artist is really central to things. Who you are as the author is really important. And so, yes, you can can have people help you along in the process. Um, But if you're hiding behind a pen name Mm -hmm. or you are... um, just naturally you shy away from you know promoting yourself. Um that's gonna that's gonna be a stumbling block that you're gonna have to overcome to be successful with marketing your book. Um mm-hmm. and I just remember like a couple of things when it comes to that is like first of all, if you believe in the the material around your book like and you believe it's something that can help people or something that they'll really enjoy, like you owe it to people to get it out to the world. You know? And so you're not promoting it. You're helping other people by sharing about your book. You know, so it's just that like simple reframe of of things is helpful. And then also just one thing I've learned just in marketing in general is that um, if you don't tell people that this is what you're doing, you can't make assumptions that they'll know because we get bombarded with so much day in and day out between social media and our inboxes and, you know, ads popping up on, you know. Everything. every streaming service we watch, <laughs> everything. There are so many different things that you have to try to keep track of. So if you have somebody that's trying to be known for being an author now, or having expertise in a different thing, or you change careers, <clears throat> um, any of those things, like you have to be consistent and tell people about it more than once. Um, and not because you want to be obnoxious and you know sharing it all the time. But because you do have to kind of cut through the noise a little bit and you do have to make sure that you're, you're hitting people with a few impressions over time, mm-hmm. that this is what you, what you're doing now.
0: And where you're going with that on the, and if you believe in it, it comes out in your tone, your, um, your mm-hmm. authentic, uh, um, just background of how you're going to present the topic or the message and all of that. It's just so important.
1: Yeah. 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 And I think that's, you know, it's something I struggle with. I mean, even just in sharing with people more and more that I, I help authors like for a while there, I'm like, well, who am I to, to talk about this? But then you start thinking through, well, no, I've done this now time after time after time with other authors in different industries, different types of books um, where there's always a slightly different challenge and we're still able to get success you know? And so I'm like, okay, no, I do have a lot of knowledge, especially when you, you talk to somebody. Um, I had a phone call two weeks ago and I was driving in the car. Friend calls me is working on publishing a book and asked a few simple questions around it. And I just sent out a few things and, um, I, you know, put a few ideas out in his head that to me felt like obvious things. Right. Mm -hmm. And, um, he was just blown away. He was like, so helpful. And it's just amazing to see things that are obvious to one person are not always obvious to others. And so having those reminders, it's just a good reminder that yes, like I've done a lot of research on this. I've done a lot of work around this and yes, I've got something to share. And so whether it's me helping other people with launching their book and marketing their book, or it's, you know, a subject matter around, you know, whatever you're going to write your book around, you've got the, you got the expertise, you've got something to share.
0: Yeah. And it makes a lot of sense why then when you launched your book, right. Cause you're, you're coming at it with all this marketing background as, as a part of your core. And right. so <laughs> Just like what you were saying about, yeah, I just shared a few little things with my friend and, you know, kind of a passing conversation. You're bringing all that expertise to your own book. Then you prove the concept and then helped all these other authors. Yeah. As they're launching. And it makes a lot of sense in how you've gotten the success that you're at. Yeah. With, well, and one thing I'll, and others.
1: yeah, one thing I'll also mention about my book is I was also strategic with my book because I wanted to start speaking on more stages I wanted Mm -hmm. to start doing more consulting. And I knew that one of the things that would help me get that foot in the door with some organizations and whatnot is having a book. Um, Mm -hmm. And so for me, part of it was like, yes, these are conversations I'm having month after month with clients. Let's just might as well put it in a book because I keep saying, Mm -hmm. (laughs) you know, that was one motivation uh, is like, well, let's just get this out to help everybody. But also it was like, well, no, let's use this book strategically big picture for my marketing career. And that's one thing that I think, you know, a lot of people, they, we all know that like, it's a lot, it's a big undertaking to write a book. And there's still a very high respect level with people around like, oh, you wrote a book, you know? And so if you're really trying that, yeah, well, and just the, I mean, even just to put, you know, tens of thousands, 20, 30, 40,000 words behind something, like you've got to have some deep subject subject knowledge around that. And so, you know, if you're trying to start speaking at uh, conferences in your, your industry, you're wanting to get noticed within your company, you're wanting to um, have that easy in within with prospects or whatnot. um, Maybe you want to start doing some more consulting on the side around a certain subject matter. Having a book on it is like instant credibility with people that you know what you're talking about. Um, And then it's a great tool to take to speaking gigs, right? You can have a stack of your books available for sale or you give away your book for, you know, in different scenarios where it's like a nice, easy leave behind with people to remind them that you know what you're talking about. You know, it's just instant credibility. And so anybody that's wanting to kind of spin their current career in a slightly different direction, or they want to take what they're doing and start putting it kind of one-to-many in front of like a stage or a program or coaching scenario, um, the book is often a nice, easy spot to start to propel yourself forward in that direction.
0: Let's just, as listeners realize what Valerie is saying. It's an easy,
1: (laughs) (laughs) well, I mean, big, big picture. I mean, you could spend thousands of dollars doing ads and, you know, Mm -hmm. putting together funnel systems. And there's so many different marketing strategies you could do. Let's say you're trying to get, build up a coaching business for yourself. For example, you've been maybe working in uh, mental health for a long time. And you want to start doing some consulting on the side. Um, this a book is a very simple tool that you can do versus like building up this huge intricate marketing strategy. Um, yeah, it's definitely... No. There are definitely pieces that are not <laughs> easy about it. Mm-hmm. But big picture, it is an easy tool and it's something that can really work for you in the long run. Um, especially if you write something that's evergreen in topic. <laughs> you right. know, if you're writing something, and that's partly like the the approach I took with my book was more around holistic marketing strategy for digital marketing mm-hmm. versus here's what's working on Twitter in Today. 2019, <laughs> because. Lo and behold, two year you know year later, literally mm-hmm. almost a year later to the day, you started hearing about COVID, and suddenly digital marketing looked very different than when my book launched. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, it, it if you've got a topic that has some evergreen nature to it, like you can use that in so many different ways, in the long run.
0: Yeah. Okay, let's leave listeners with one more kind of thing here, and that is. When we're thinking about the overall launch strategy, what's a timeline or some kind of expectation that you could help listeners understand a bit more in planning that?
1: Yeah, I'll just say this: like, um, I would re- I would aim for at least three months minimum to think about launching your book, um, and that's like you've got your manuscript done. It's edited or almost done being edited. There's just so many little pieces that you're not going to realize you need from, um, cover design, making sure the proofs look right. Uh, if you're going to record your book as an audiobook, like there's just so many little things that you could be focused on that have like, it's just all background legwork that has to get done. Um, so again, don't, don't rush it. Um. You know, and be respectful of other people's time. If you're asking people to pre-read any amount of your book, give them a couple of weeks. Give them, give them a, a good enough runway to where if you catch them on a busy week, they can still say yes to helping you out. Um, but also, don't give them too much time to where they're like, "Wait, when is this happening?" I got invited one time to a to be part of a launch team for a book that wasn't launching for six months. And I was so confused by how complex they made this process. They had a whole um, Asana project Mm -hmm. set up with all these different tasks. And it was like, whoa, like I just signed up to be part of the launch team. Like now I'm wanting to help find podcast guests for this person and all this stuff. And I was like, this is so confusing. What did I sign up for? I also, on the other hand, got invited Um, and got asked to help a friend launch his book. And he sent the invitation on a Friday afternoon and expected people to take action on Saturday. Well, I'm sorry. I was already checked out for the weekend. Mm -hmm. So I don't think he got much traction at all because he picked a bad day for people and also gave them less than 24 hours to take action. So just be respectful and, and think about like, what are you asking people to do? What are you asking yourself to do? And is this a realistic time frame yeah. to be doing it?
0: And don't be afraid to follow up too. I think sometimes oh for people sure are real nervous about like oh if I you know follow up too soon or I haven't heard it, that obviously means that they're not interested. No, just simply you know following up. Hey, just wanted to see if you were interested in this. And
1: yeah, you know, yeah, and like just yes. <laughs> Yeah, usually it's a yes, especially if you, like I said earlier, if you've done the legwork to build quality relationships, quality friendships, um, your, your launch will do well. Um, you just have to be strategic about who and when you're asking your network for things. So, um, yeah, just be realistic about what, what makes sense for you to accomplish in that amount of time and what makes sense for other people. And then, you know, start gathering your resources, sooner rather than later so if you need editors you need graphic designers if you need a publisher you know Mm -hmm. think about who those people could be so that you are not scrambling at the last minute um and you've got those resources in play and and i'll just put it out there that i know a handful of different resources so if if anyone's listening to this and is like oh i need somebody to help me design my book cover you know let me know i know some people Excellent.
0: Oh my gosh. This was so packed full of tidbits and things, especially if you're in the process of it's still all in your mind Mm -hmm. and you want to start this process. This is a really great launching place as you're doing your research, as you're starting to create the layout and um, structure of your book. I love this. This is going to be so helpful for many people.
1: Yeah. Well, I'm happy to help. I it's, it's interesting. It's one of those things that like I said, I, I discovered like some things that felt very obvious to me about the process or very natural to me are big questions in other people's minds. And so it's fun to, to be able to share that. And it's fun too, to think through, um, just putting together more resources for people to be successful with their book marketing, be successful with a book launch And he, and I think this is one of the biggest compliments. I was talking to somebody who got referred to me a couple of weeks ago for helping them with their book launch. And he told me, he's like, I want to work with you because you just have this peace about the process. He's like the other people I talked to that I got their information for and was asking questions around how they could help me. It felt very chaotic and stressful and, and i just thought that was such a big like such a big compliment because yeah. i really am trying to keep things as simple as as possible when it comes to marketing you can obviously do all sorts of things and you know when you start observing what other authors are doing around a book launch you'll see there's so many different things you could be doing um and i think a huge piece is figuring out you know one do you want to do those things are they going to help you in your business for other purposes but also like if, if that, if they're not something that you absolutely should or need to be doing, is it something you want to be doing? Yeah. You know, because there's a lot of things you can strip away and still have a very successful book launch.
0: Yeah. I think, you know, the, your, the tone that you set as like an intentional guide is probably what he was referencing. Cause I can see that in the way that you show up with clients. Definitely. Thanks. Yeah.
1: No, that's, and that's the way I've approached like everything in marketing, you know, like we can, we can be stressed out and chaotic for sure if we have to be, but, um, the best approach, at least for me and my, my preference of work style is like, let's have a rough plan. The plan can change the pan, the plan can pivot. It, it's just a plan. It's not set in stone, but it at least gives us a framework to say like, oh yeah, we've got plenty of time for this, you know, yeah. or we know what we're going to do. So we're not going to lose sleep over. Is this going to be successful or not?
0: Yeah. I love when I'm working with clients and we create the structure and the strategy up front. And then it's the thing that you point back to, oh yeah, right. This is going to be our guide. This is what we're doing. And of course, timelines all change and, you know, something hot is kind of gives you a little bit of an avenue that you go after for a little while, but you go back to that strategy and you re realign and re, you know, um, calibrate.
1: Recalibrate. I like that.
0: Yeah. You're a good wordsmith (laughs) over here. If you're launching a book, you've got to talk to Valerie about this process because she personally knows it. And then also has worked with many clients that are also in the same space. So
1: thank you. Thanks, Valerie. And, And thank you. This was really fun. It's, it's fun to be on the other, other side of things and being able to kind of share a little bit about what I'm working on because don't get me wrong, I love interviewing amazing people like you. Your episode already went live here on my podcast, but it is also fun to kind of have the the tables turned on me and and be on the other end. <laughs> this is.
0: So if you're listening, I would love to hear any feedback. Um I'm on LinkedIn, Sean Teasley from Social Tonic. Uh reach out and let us know that you listen to the podcast. Thank you.
1: If you liked what you just heard, please hit subscribe to make sure you don't miss any of our future episodes. And while you're at it, go ahead and leave us a review. That not only helps us out, but it helps others discover great interviews just like this one.